people first, the automation second, and let's let the people help us decide what it is we can use this automation for, especially once they get a win under their belt with something easy to start with. Welcome to The Sound of Automation, brought to you by Clayton and McCurvey, CPAs for growth-driven businesses. Welcome to The Sound of Automation. I'm Brian Perosic with Clayton McCurvey, and in today's episode, we'll be talking about some of the the trends that we're seeing in the industrial automation market. And joining me for that uh, conversation is the president of the Association for Advancing Automation, Jeff Bernstein. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Thanks for uh, making some time for us today. I know that you're you're fresh off uh, the big Automate show. And uh, you know, from what I've heard, record attendance. So congratulations on that. Thank you very much. It was record attendance, and we're uh, very proud of that. Oh, very good. So I guess before we, we get into some of the, the takeaways that, that you had from that event, you know, just figured if uh, you give a little background on yourself and a little bit about what the association is focused on. Sure. Um, well, I'm the president of the Association for Advancing Automation. We are the uh, largest trade group in, we think, the world for robotics and automation companies with nearly 1,200 members uh, throughout the world. And um, our goal is to teach companies how to successfully apply robotics, machine vision, AI, motion control, IoT, all these technologies that are making companies more competitive and uh, stronger global competitors. Excellent. Yeah. And I know uh, Clayton McCurvey has been, been involved with, uh, with A3 for a number of years here. And uh, you guys put on a lot of great events, um, you know, in all the areas uh that you cover i mean automate which which obviously just uh kind of wrapped up here uh a great week-long event here in in metro detroit um lots of great technologies i saw there um you know and even just thought leaders about kind of where the direction this industry is heading so uh you know based on that what were kind of your top takeaways from automate what are what are the trends that you're seeing in uh, industrial automation? Well, my top takeaway was that so many companies who haven't automated yet are looking at automation to see if it's a solution to their most pressing problems. And oftentimes that's a lack of labor. Mm -hmm. So you see industries like retail or restaurants who, you know, you wouldn't put at the top of the list of um, industries that automate in the past, but now are starting to accelerate um, not just exploration, but adoption of robotics and automation. And I think that is a big change. As you know, you think historically, it was considered that robots were for big automotive companies and other you know giant companies who could afford the investment. Yeah. Well, now we're seeing a lot more off-the-shelf solutions that are more affordable, that are more accessible, easier to use. Uh, small and medium-sized companies can quickly, uh, with not a tremendous amount of uh, capital to invest, uh, adopt automation solutions at their company. So, you know, with the prices coming down, with ease of use going up, and 
companies can be up and running quickly now when they want to start their automation journey. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, even, you know, being in the professional services arena like I am, uh, you know, we're not seeing robots in, in the workplace per se, but I mean, we're seeing, you know, process automation where there's, there's uh, you know, bots that are are operating and taking over some of the, you know, some of the manual data entry and things like that, that, um, as you said, the the struggle for talent and the demographics that you're seeing and as boomers retire and there's not enough workforce to replace. Uh, yeah, I think every, uh, every business owner is going to be confronted with that and have to have to seriously consider the options that are out there for, you know, automation, obviously in the manufacturing world, but uh, even in our, our careers, you know, when things are looking at the, you'll probably get to a point where someday your, your tax return or your financial statements are, are automatically being generated by an application uh, with minimal input from a human. So that's, uh, it's pretty exciting stuff, though. I look at it and, and see the possibilities as opposed to the risks. Yeah, because it makes us so much more productive. I mean, just think about the amount of hours that are spent um, in factories or warehouses on um, dull, dirty, and dangerous jobs that mm -hmm. people don't really want to do and shouldn't have to do. So if people can focus on tasks where they add value with their with their brains, their creativity, that makes your organization much more uh, successful potentially. Yeah, definitely. And you know, you mentioned something there um, that automation is is starting to to move down that chain, right? It used to be, oh, this is just for the you know, the large auto manufacturers, some of those, you know, I, I think there's, and we see this in our client base all the time, dealing with small to midsize, you know, privately held businesses that, well, that's, that's for somebody else, right? And, and as you mentioned, the, yeah. you know, the ease of implementations coming down, the technologies are, you know, it's, I'm envisioning it's going to be similar to the, like buying a printer. Now you used to buy a printer and you'd have to install drivers and do all this. Well, now you buy it, you turn it on, it finds your home network, it connects and, and you're off and running. So uh, any advice you have for, you know, kind of those small to mid-sized businesses who might be a little bit intimidated by automation? Yeah. I mean, I would say the first thing to do is to start smart. <laughs> and by that, I mean, find something that is a relatively simple task for the automation to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a problem that you have, a challenge that you have, um, maybe it has to do with turnover in certain roles or certain roles that people just don't want to do. Yeah. And think of it as a tool to help those people and say, okay, this is simple enough. Maybe it's a repetitive task over and over again that a robot would be good at. Once you have a successful application, it becomes a lot easier to say, oh, yeah, we want to do more of these things in our company. Um, what could we do next? It builds the confidence of the people, the, the robots and the other automated products that you have are tools to help them do their job better. They don't yeah. see it as a threat. Um, the preparation of the workforce is very important. You have to explain it before you implement it so that everyone knows what you're trying to do here. If the feeling is, oh, they're coming to replace my job with these machines, then that's not going to be very successful. The people won't even embrace it and it won't accomplish as much as possible that the automation can accomplish. So you really have to think of this people first, the automation second, and let's let the people help us decide 
what it is we can use this automation for, especially once they get a win under their belt with something easy to start with. Yeah, I like I like that point because that's that's almost change management 101, right? Start small, get the input from the team and 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 start getting that positive momentum of some small wins uh rather than trying to go too big too fast and uh and and really turn people off to the uh cuz it's you know even even the best laid plan it's not going to work out perfectly the first time but but as you can grow that and you get a team invested in it that buys into it uh you, you can build up from there and and there's also resources out there i know uh both of us being based in michigan uh, you know, we work a lot with the MMTC who does, you know, industry 4.0 assessments and can help those small to mid-sized business owners identify those little projects and then, you know, even even help them find the partner to to go ahead and do that kind of implementation. It's uh, that's another, uh, at least from my perspective, another good best practice is don't don't try to go this alone. Right. There's there's folks out there that can help you and can can guide you down this path. Yeah, and um, sometimes it's um, a distributor that is assisting you as mm -hmm. a smaller type of implementation. Maybe you're able to buy a collaborative robot that works side by side with people through a distributor. Maybe they have a little help for you. Sometimes it's a little more complicated. You need system integrators to do it yep. if you don't have internal engineering resources. And uh, those companies have a lot of expertise in working with companies of all sizes. So yeah, there's there's a ton of expertise available uh, to get a successful application at your company. Yeah, because I and I know I've even uh, my own background and working in the auto industry for years, I know there were uh, there were new technologies that would come out that you know that the folks in the manufacturing plant would be like, well, that's just the flavor of the month. And we tried that one time and it didn't work. And now they're they're turned off to it you know, forever. So uh, as a as a business owner, you know, if, if you're looking at this, and I and I personally feel that because of the changes going on in our in our manufacturing base in the US, for the small to mid-sized business to survive and be competitive, they're gonna have to embrace these technologies. They're gonna have to find a way to utilize them. So you definitely want to get that first foot forward in the right direction. Make sure you're using the right folks because uh, you don't want to get passed by by your competition because you're the the only one that's refusing to adopt these technologies. That's a really good point because um, it's a globally competitive world now, and yeah. it wasn't always this way. Certainly, when I got started four decades ago, it wasn't companies in China competing with U.S. companies. And then you look at what's happened now. China's the biggest user of robotics in the world. Yep. And so they're competing with robots against uh, companies in other countries. And um, you have to use the best technologies to keep up. Otherwise, it's going to be very tough to, to be globally competitive. You know, and, and kind of building off that, I, something else that recently I, I caught a, an article you were interviewed by CNBC, uh, I think around Automate, about a couple industries that you know, people typically wouldn't think were we're kind of ripe for automation. I, I thought that was a pretty interesting article. And I guess if you wouldn't mind just sharing with the audience, you know, what uh, what the couple industries you highlighted in there were. Well, I think I talked about uh, construction and agriculture and food. Yep. So you think about a company like Tyson Foods, for instance, where they make chicken, right? They're chicken <laughs> processors and maybe other things too. But you think about what happened during COVID 
you couldn't bring people into work because they couldn't be that close together because it was the risk of spreading COVID. People didn't want to do that. So, I mean, they had to look at their processes and say, well, first of all, a lot of people don't want to work on a chicken line anyway. And second of all, if you can't bring them in. So how can we automate some of these tasks? How do we stay up and running in an era of a pandemic? Well, it's not just the pandemic, it's post-pandemic as well, because again, it's hard to find people to do some of these jobs. They're not the most glamorous jobs, cutting up chickens all day. So um, that's an industry that I think there's going to be lots of opportunity in. And there are a number of companies that have emerged with solutions in those industries. Um, agriculture is another one. So you think about, you don't necessarily have the same number of people available to pick some of the crops now because of the more restrictive immigration laws and again, finding people to do some of this. There are certain things like strawberries that I'm told like if you don't pick the field in a three-day period, you have to plow it under because the strawberries are no good. How does automation help with that? How do you identify in a winery which um, grapes are ready to pick and how do you know, how do you have the data on it over time? Automation's starting to do that. In construction, I was shown an application recently of a company that developed a robotic solution. They were talking about the framing of these high-rise buildings. And it takes, uh, you know, two years to frame the building with certain um, parts. And they could cut that down to a year with a robotic solution. I mean, those are the kinds of things you say, wow, that would really be a game changer. Yeah. So I feel like all those industries, plus many, many others, are certainly filled with opportunities for robotics and automation. Yeah, it's it's interesting you mentioning agriculture. I was I was speaking to a company uh, out in California that that kind of specializes in this area, and just some of the ideas that that he was sharing of things they're looking at and they're considering. You know you. I think everybody's got this image in their head of, you know, you drive by the farm and there's this huge sprinkler system that's spraying water across the whole, uh, you know, the whole field. And he's like, well, now we can go in, I can go check the moisture of the soil, apply water directly to that plant and move on to the next one and have this machine running 24 hours a day in the day, in the night. And, and now you're, you're more efficiently using your resources. You're, rather than having to apply a pesticide across an entire field, you're applying it just to specific plants or specific parts mm -hmm. of a plant. And so now you're, uh, it's, it's really forcing in that case, the farmer, but you know, you're talking about the, the construction company, uh, the food processor to really think in a completely different way than they're used to thinking. Cause now they can target specific, uh, specific applications. Yeah, and you think about what that means for the environment, that yep. they are spraying less pesticides. Um, I mean, there's just so many things like that in uh, farming, in, um, in construction, and again, food processing, uh, life sciences. I mean, you, you talk about, you know, healthcare broadly is going to be so important to us, especially with an aging population. When yep. I think about a lot, what can we do to assist us uh, with elder care, but also what can we do to discover um, drugs to cure some of the most difficult diseases that we face? 
these technologies are making progress in all these areas. So that'll be an exciting um, field as well. Yeah. yeah. On the on the food processing, I think you referenced an example in there of, you know, packing, a, uh, let's say it was, you know, chicken, you were packing chicken tenders onto a tray or whatever. And, and I kind of thought about that after I was at the store and you, know, you pick up the two different packs and one's got a pound and the other one's got a pound and a half because you've, you've got a person doing their best to kind of, you know, fit that in. But now these robots and, and they've gotten so good in the applications of being able to find and pick the right part. And you can say, okay, these are the four pieces I'm going to pick and put in here. And I'm going to get close to the same weight every time, which then has the knock-on effect of, okay, you can maybe shrink the packaging some because you don't have to accommodate a wide range of what's going in and you're getting more standardization. So it's uh, it's pretty exciting to me with my with my engineering background to think about some of those possibilities and the and the advancements that can come from it. Yeah, and I was talking uh, to some people who are in the shipping business about that same issue. So you have these standard size boxes that, you know, you fill with different amounts that, you know, you order something from Amazon, you get this huge box, there's this little thing in there. What if the automation could cut the boxes while they were, you know, filling it um, so that you had a box that was sized appropriately for what was being sent to you? Yeah. So automation was helping with that too. Oh, that's exciting. Very cool. Well, well, Jeff, I, I appreciate the the time and you sharing your thoughts. If um, I, I, I think it's highly unlikely, but just in the event that somebody that that listens to the podcast hasn't heard of A3 before, what's the the best way for someone to to get involved and find out more about the association? We've got a great website, uh, automate.org, and it's got tons of information for anyone who's looking for either getting started with automating or expanding their use of automation, or just figuring out what events to go to to learn more, or people to contact, or companies in their area who can help them. Um, so I would encourage people to go to automate.org and and uh, reach out to me directly if they like. I'd be happy to help. Excellent. And and shameless little plug here, The uh, I've been to the business forum in Orlando a number of times, and that's, you know, for anyone in this space who hasn't been there it's it's a fantastic you know networking opportunity and and just a chance to to learn more about what's going on in the in the worlds of robotics motion control vision as well as artificial intelligence yeah thank you for saying that you know that's um, a members only event and it's one of the greatest values of membership is to be able to go and um be with 700 or so industry leaders from around the world in these industries that we're talking about robotics artificial intelligence machine vision motion control and to, there's no exhibits it's just an opportunity to hear great presentations and make those connections that can help you on your uh, automation journey yep no i've always found it's a great way to kick the year off so uh looking forward to seeing you down in orlando again this year and, and jeff thanks uh thanks for the time and have a great rest of your day Thank you. You too. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like us, subscribe, and share on social. To learn more about Clayton and McCurvey, visit us at ClaytonMcCurvey.com. That's C-L-A-Y-T-O-N-M-C-K-E-R-V-E-Y.com. We thrive on finding the solutions for you.